All right. Good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until the seven o'clock this evening. Plenty sport to get through. Lots going on today. Uh, as we said, it was a busy day in the Premier League. There was supposed to be six games. Uh, ended up with five games because yet another COVID postponement and uh, announced earlier on today. There's another big COVID postponement tomorrow causing a bit of controversy. Actually, the North London Derby supposed to be the big Super Sunday game on Sky Sports tomorrow. You're not going to be watching it Sky Sports because it's not happening. Arsenal and Spurs uh, is postponed tomorrow with the COVID postponements even though it's causing controversy Arsenal apparently only actually have one positive COVID case in their squad yet they're getting the postponement Uh, they have injuries on top of that they have players at the African Nations Cup so it seems that a lot of teams and clubs are taking advantage of these postponements and using it to kind of uh, call off games when when they have a slightly depleted squad and when in other times and other seasons the game would go ahead and they'd have to just utilise their squad but uh, it's not going ahead tomorrow and it's causing a lot of controversy I see Gary Neville and uh, Jamie Carragher and some other big names on Twitter who do hold a bit of influence uh, saying this has to stop and the, the games have to just go ahead from now on um, so we'll see how that plays out over the coming weeks but uh, as we said Burnley and Leicester was called off today but there was five games went ahead in the Premier League and the big one was a big top of the table clash as uh, Chelsea looked to regain some ground on Man City today but instead Man City extended their lead further at the top of the Premier League and uh, really now um, it's going to take a lot to stop them being crowned champions once again they had a 1-0 win over Chelsea today at the Etihad and Darren Stanage was there watching for us Manchester City 1 Chelsea 0 so City making 12 wins on the spin in the league after a Kevin De Bruyne goal was enough to see them beat Chelsea at the Etihad the all important goal on 69 minutes the Belgian collected the ball midway inside the Chelsea half evaded a Kante challenge and hit one from outside the box into the bottom corner keeper may be disappointed but it was no less than City deserved really as they were overall the better side Chelsea didn't keep the ball well never made the most of any of their good positions Lukaku early on opting not to shoot when he had chance and his early effort in the second half was the only real save of the game for Edison so the gap 13 at the top now in the Premier League Manchester City 1 Chelsea 0 yeah, so a good win for Man City there and that moves them further clear at the top of the Premier League. They're flying it now. They are 13 points ahead of Chelsea City there on 56 points. Level on games with Chelsea. Liverpool a little bit further back on 42, but they do have two games in hand. So uh, it's going to be... Um, yeah, it's looking like City are probably going to do it unless uh, there's some magic from Liverpool or Chelsea in the remaining few months of the season. Uh, elsewhere, there's one game underway in the Premier League at the moment and that is Manchester United and Aston Villa teams who met in the cup during the week and United snuck the win when Villa probably deserved something from the cup game on Monday night but Manchester United got the win that night as it stands they might get the win this evening as well because they're leading 1-0 after 32 minutes at Villa Park Manchester United won Aston Villa nil, and Bruno Fernandes uh, he hasn't been in great form of recently so good to see him get on the score sheet for United today uh, after 6 minutes Bruno Fernandes uh, getting the only goal of the game so far for Manchester United in that one a uh, few other games today as well Wolves had a 3-1 win over Southampton a good win for Wolves there and uh, elsewhere then a Corkman was on the score sheet as Norwich got a 2-1 victory over Everton Uh, Adam Ida getting his first ever Premier League goal Norwich 2 Everton 1 a thrilling afternoon's football Norwich went 2 up in 90 seconds within 20 minutes of the start of this match Keane's own goal and then Ida's fine finish Everton looked clueless till half time but in the second half substitutions were made and when Richarlison came on things really began to happen a brilliant bicycle kick got Everton and back into it after that it was end to end tackles flying in from both sides booking substitutions the last kick of the match saw Rashica hit the post for Norwich it was that kind of game Norwich 2 Everton 1 so good to see Adamida get his first Premier League goal nice little finish as well just looking at the goal online a few minutes ago and uh, that's a big win for Norwich in their relegation battle there and you had to wonder will Everton get dragged into the relegation battle the way things are going there's still a few points out of it but uh, certainly they are struggling and they're on a bad run of form and Rafa Benitez is certainly under pressure as Everton boss now in fact he's the bookies favourite to be the next Premier League manager to get the sack and you wouldn't be shocked if Everton do pull the trigger um, in, in the next couple of weeks or even maybe this week after that result but we'll see how it plays out for uh, them there elsewhere then uh, Newcastle and Watford another relegation six pointer today and uh, really Newcastle with all their money and all their spending and so on they'll, they'll be hoping they can stay up because it would be a disaster for them really uh, with the new owners to go down to the um, 
to the championship next season although you'd imagine they'd bounce straight back up but they remain second bottom especially after Norwich winning today they were up against Watford it finished one all in that game at St James's Park Newcastle 1, Watford 1, late drama here as Watford prevent their hosts leapfrogging them in the table. A huge blow for Newcastle who led through Sam Maximan. He robbed Ngakia of the ball, he took it into the penalty area and finished low and hard. That though, woke Watford up. They had looked toothless before that. King and Sissoko went close before João Pedro levelled up with a couple of minutes left. Across from the right by Firmino, a towering header into the left hand corner past Dubravka. Newcastle won, Watford won. Yeah, Newcastle really in relegation trouble now. Another disappointing home result for them for the second week in a row, obviously getting knocked out of the FA Cup. A big shock last week against Cambridge. And uh, then a one-all draw with Watford is not what they would have wanted today as well in the Premier League. As we said, one game ongoing there in the Premier League at the moment at Villa Park. It is Manchester United 1, Aston Villa nil. Bruno Fernandes with that goal. Uh, let's just wrap up some other sport for you from today as well. Um, Leicester had a one-point win over Connacht in the Heineken Champions Cup. Connacht led at one stage by 28 points to 10, but the visitors finished strongly and they clinched a narrow 29-28 victory. So uh, not much luck, unfortunately, for Connacht there today. Of course, Munster having a good win against Cast in the Champions Cup last night as well. In Gaelic games, Clare got their new season off to a winning start earlier. They progressed to the Munster Hurling Cup final with a 2-24 to 1-22 win over Waterford. Limerick and Kerry play in the other semi-final tomorrow. All-Ireland football champions Tyrone, they suffered their second successive defeat earlier on today. They lost out to Armagh 2.15 to 1.15 in the Dr. McKenna Cup. Donegal beat Antrim 15 points to 1.9 while Derry were 17 points to 1.10 winners over Fermanagh and uh, the semi-finals will now see Armagh play Monaghan while Donegal will go up against Derry. Um, elsewhere, Wexford, Meath currently leading Wexford in the Roburn Cup clash. That's into the second half there. Uh, Dublin progressed to the final earlier on today. Desi Farrell sided a comprehensive 16 points to 5 win over Longford. Offaly beating Louth by 15 points to 2-6 while Leash were 2-14 at 2-1-11 winners over Wicklow in snooker Neil Robertson he is through to the final of the Masters the Masters final he won a final frame decider today to beat Mark Williams 6-5 at the Ali Pali the Alexandra Palace and this evening Judd Trump takes on Barry Hawkins in the other last four clash and uh, in golf Seamus Power he's in a tie for fifth heading into tonight's third round at the Hawaiian Open he's on nine under par there six shots behind leader Russell Henley okay uh, we'll keep you up to date on that Premier League game the big game for Manchester United against Villa this evening but first we are going to uh, turn our attentions to Gaelic Games because tomorrow it's a big big day for the Bars for St Finbars a chance to end what's an almost four decade wait for the Bars for Munster football glory it's been a while uh, they take on Kerry's Austin Stacks in a big game in Thurless at 1.45 tomorrow. John O'Shea has been speaking to uh, some of the Bars camp ahead of that game for us. And first of all, we'll hear John chatting to the Bars manager, Paul O'Keefe. Paul O'Keefe, um, I suppose a Munster final on Sunday, um, I suppose you're all looking forward to it. Yeah, look, it's a massive event, massive event for the club, you know, look, I suppose it's whatever it is, 36 years since we were last in one, you know, um, and look, if, if, if somebody had said at the start of the year, look, I suppose your focus at the start of the year was just trying to win the county, um, you know, and... You know, now you're looking at playing in the Munster Club final in January. It's fantastic, you know, and it's great. For, it's great for the club. Are you happy with how he's kept ticking over? I suppose over the Christmas New Year period up to now. Yeah, look, I, look, I think it's been, uh, I think it's been really good for us. Actually, you know, look, I think we've kind of improved. Uh, like, I was really happy with the Euro game. Like, I thought we gave her probably one of our best, you know, spells of play. You know, I suppose the first half was probably the best half an hour of football I thought we played all year. You know, and we've managed to look. I, I, you know, our training has been really good. You know, we've trained really well over the last couple of weeks. Weeks, you know, we took a small break, um, just kind of maybe Christmas week, and we were back fairly, fairly soon after that. Uh, and the training's gone really well. The, the boys are buzzing like so. Happy days. Very good. And um, just so looking at 2021, obviously winning, win the county, and progressing into the final of the Munster. Um, I suppose how would you reflect on 2021 as a whole for the Bears? Uh, geez, it was, uh, it was super. Uh, look, it was a fantastic year. Look, we had some, uh, you know, we, we did kind of a series of unbelievable games. You know, starting with the Euro game, you know, which was real battle lunch for the Castlehaven game is uh, that's kind of a law into itself you know and then you know winning the county final by a point was you know it was kind of uh, rider over stuff really you know and then to kind of progress on in the Munster Club uh, is real bonus to 
Rush we like it's fantastic yeah and um, this, uh, and some this point you know um, Arsenal's Texas Kerry um, in the first of all the Jackson corner um, but I suppose what kind of game do you expect from Stax and um, Sunday yeah look I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a real dog fight do you know look there's, I suppose there's kind of no secret look they set up kind of um, fairly defensively uh, and hope they kind of hit you on the counter you know so look it's it's up to us to maybe try and dismantle that kind of uh, defensive setup they have you know and I suppose look from the county final and, and the Euro game look they were kind of defensive setups but I think this is probably going to be uh, the biggest challenge in terms of what we face so far you know like they seem to be very disciplined um, and they're very well organised and, and they're they're a good side look I've, I've you know I've, I've come across a few, few of the lads with you UCC uh, playing with stacks and they're you know they're 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 as good as anything you you, you know you'll see in a club team like you know so but that's it's uh, that will bring its own challenge on Sunday but hopefully we'll be able to match it yeah and I suppose even I suppose with the the semi final and then obviously the county championship I suppose the challenges and I suppose tests you faced them um, I, I suppose you're happy with I suppose the things you've learned and maybe as you've gone on through the year and I think that'll stand in the good stead maybe on Sunday. Yeah, look, I think we've look kind of over the last kind of four to five years. Look, we've we've had no shortage of kind of big games and big battles. You know, uh, we've you know I, I suppose we've kind of come through every kind of scenario. You know, in terms of big games, um, from penalty winning penalties and losing penalties, and you know all the drama that goes with that. And look, I, I suppose the last couple of games that we've we've come up against sides that have kind of set up defensively. So I, I think look, we're probably improving in terms of how we deal with that and how we cope with it. So hopefully we'll be able to bring that experience to bear at the weekend. Yeah. This, so the Munster Championship like over the years so there's a good tradition I suppose there's a good good history with the Bears in the, in the competition especially going back maybe to like the, 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 so the, 80s, the 1980s and I suppose the, the current crop of players I suppose they'd be they would love to add their own I suppose chapter um, and bring a bit of silver back to the club maybe on Sunday Yeah look I, I, look, I think um, certainly look I, it's been a long time since we managed to get a, a bring a Munster club back to talk or like and that's kind of you know you, you'd love for this current crop of players to kind of create their own legacy and then and be able to bring that you know and to be able to achieve that on Sunday would be massive you know massive for the whole club as well like in terms of the underage and kids watching it and, and you know um, so it would be, be a massive achievement for the for the lads yeah and um, just so and the games I've been playing Turles, um so what are your thoughts on it being played there and I suppose do you think the, the pitch and the ground will, will, will suit the players and the way they're going to play yeah look Turles is great uh, you know it, it's it's a great facility you know and the, the it, it's a great pitch you know, looking, um, yeah, look, really looking forward to getting up there. You know, uh, it's a great venue. I think it'll, you know, I think it'll be a great day out. You know, and, and um, hopefully we'll be able to rise to the challenge on the, on the weekend. Yeah, and I suppose one thing that comes with every game is even the final party for you, the county, and every game is always really the, the bear, the supporters of St. Tinder, like they always come up in great numbers, and they, I'd say be, I suppose there'd be a fairly strong chance to be the same on Sunday as well. Yeah, look, I, I look, I'm not sure what the limitations on the crowd are with the COVID regulations. I think I think it might only be five thousand. You know, uh, I'd say probably Crooks would probably bring that on their own if they if they're allowed. But look, we look, we have a core group of supporters here that are fantastic. You know, and they'll uh, you know they'll follow us anywhere. You know, so hopefully we'll get a good turnout at the, at the weekend. Yeah, and so just finally, um, just for for yourself and I suppose for the the club as a whole, like how much would it mean to to win the the Munster title on Sunday? Oh, look, it's massive. You know, look, I, I suppose it's 1986 since we last. One at, you know, so that kind of puts it into perspective in terms of like this is our first time in, in a monster club since then, you know. So, like, you know, it's it's a rarity uh, for us, like in, in, in recent memory, you know. So, to actually to be able to, to, to bring home a monster club title would be phenomenal. That is Paul O'Keefe, the Bars manager, chatting to John ahead of the, the big game for St. Finn Bars, the Munster final against uh, Kerry's Austin Stacks and Thurless tomorrow. John also caught up with Bars captain and Cork footballer Ian Maguire to get his views ahead of the game. Ian Maguire, um, so Munster senior football final on Sunday, so he, he was hard looking forward to it. Yeah, to be fair. <coughs> Uh, huge opportunity for us and obviously we've, we've had a, a long road going all the way back to September with the group stages but um, yeah we've been building nicely obviously we were delayed to go over in our county final victory but built on that now with a, uh, beating a good uh, Clare Ennis team and again uh, Christmas New Year's fans all things going well we've trained hard and again we feel like we've a huge opportunity in a Munster final and again it's a huge honour as a club player to be in a Munster final with a, like, the opportunity to play a championship game in January it's a, it's a privilege position and we're really looking forward to the opportunity that we have yeah. and um, I suppose you're, 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 overall you're, you're happy I suppose that the, the preparations have gone very well heading into something yeah to be fair no um, 
we got over St. Clarence and the, I think it was at the 19th of December and again Paulo and the lads gave us a, a couple of days break but again everybody was doing their own bit in terms of tipping over but we got back into the swing of things straight after Christmas and again there's been a huge huge bite in training but again to be fair Paulo with UCC obviously Brian Roach Brian Roach's background and our management team with Jimmo their experience they've been around the block so they knew exactly how to ease us back into things and again we've been just training hard uh, playing games within training and just going at it again it's not a complicated we're, we're, we're training as hard as we can going hard playing for Munster playing, playing stacks over the team and just really looking forward to it and just the game can't come quick enough to be honest yeah, absolutely and um, just I saw 2021 obviously winning, winning the county and getting to the final of the of this now the Munster um, I saw how would you look back on 2021 as well yeah like again we we built on something again start of the year Brian Walsh came in and obviously it was a new a new direction we were taking in terms of SNC and all of this was done under restrictions because obviously I think restrictions were into February I think in 2021 just the longest year ever but again we had a league campaign we won the league we were very happy with that then we obviously had our own championship campaign began and then we had the intermediates working together so we had six championship games in terms of intermediate and senior and a lot of players played like again Paul has referenced this before that like we've had 25 plus players I think play a senior championship again that all, that's all coming from performances in intermediate as well so we've had a great group stage championship and then obviously a senior we went forward all the ways to a Munster final and we feel like we've been learning and building on every performance that again different players have been stepping up at different times and it's been an emotional roller coaster in a lot of ways obviously going back to the penalty shootout or even with Aero going on to 14 men but again we've learned in every game a lot of players have stepped up at different points during the season it's going to be no different again Sunday it's been super young super young and then just uh, on Sunday um, Austin Stacks now in the, in the final um, I saw what kind of a game you expected from Stacks and Sunday yeah to be fair look they're actual they're semi-final against Brendan I think it was semi-final uh, that was actually televised so I just had the the, the look of uh, watching at the time but again we know with Stacks they're obviously a very big team very big around the middle actually quite similar to ourselves in terms of physique fitness and hard running but again they play defensive they get bodies behind the ball but again that's something that has come into a carry championship in the last couple of years and again so we know we're playing a good defensive team and obviously they have the prowess up front of Shane O'Callaghan Karen Donnelly kind of the two they keep up front good free takers strong runners again something no different that we've probably faced in the last two games in terms of kind of Kilty and Claire Ennis so again we know playing a very good team big strong fit again it's most the final there for a reason so always we know we've a huge opportunity and we just need to meet the challenge head on yeah absolutely and um, I suppose I suppose you inspired images are here around the clubhouse here in um, Torquay but, uh, but the Bears I saw the, and tradition there's, there's a good history with Tintin Bears in this particular competition the Munster so like, I suppose it's fairly, you'd be hoping to um, maybe add your own kind of chapter on a piece of silverware um, come Sunday yeah look absolutely and this is one of the things that again obviously we went through our own famine in terms of silverware and stuff like that but again obviously Paddy Hayes being on the management team Eric Barrett Jimmy Dunhu obviously great servants of the club Paul oh, sorry you would have killed me Mick Keeler all of them you know they all have their own their own chapter, chapter in the history books and again it's not something you think about as a player in terms of training and stuff like that but again success in the club it's all about medals it's all about trophies and again there's obviously players addressing a few county medals for name two leagues to their name so again it's just about building on that and again it's a small it's a small thing that again will be talked about after the game but for us it's just about performance and focusing on Sunday and again let everyone else talk about the history of the club we'll focus on getting the win on Sunday yeah and just finally and I suppose how much for the club and I suppose for yourself how much would it mean if you were to, 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 to win the Munster title on Sunday oh yeah look as a, as a as a player growing up in talk or like as in again you all you want to do is play senior football play football actually for the club let alone senior football and have the, the privilege of that but again it's about winning at, at the end of the day and again obviously look I've obviously been at the center fall of a couple of uh, tough losses over the last couple of years in terms of different competitions and stuff like that but again it's the fact that we have the opportunity to play in a monster final as with the Bears is it's actually unbelievable it's you know you have to kind of pinch yourself from time to time because it's just a huge just a huge privilege and again it's looking forward to it and again just giving the best account of yourself on Sunday to get the, uh, get the ball over the line get the result over the line 
Yeah, yeah, that is Bar's captain and, of course, Cork footballer as well. Ian Maguire chatting to uh, John O'Shea ahead of tomorrow's big game, St. Finbar's in the Munster final, taking on Austin Stacks in a thirdless. That's a 145 throw-in in that game. Uh, we're going to hear from Austin Stacks in just a sec. Let's just get you the latest score at Villa Park, first of all. And it is just approaching half-time there now. Uh, it's well into injury time there in the first half. Manchester United still leading Villa in the Premier League. Manchester United won. Aston Villa nil remains the score there Bruno Fernandes getting the only goal of the game so far for Manchester United so um, we'll see how that goes in the second half and we'll keep you up to date here on the Big Red Bench now we're going to stick with that big monster final tomorrow the Bars taking on Austin Stacks and we're going to hear now from the Bars opposition uh, the Tralee team Austin Stacks they last won the Munster title in 2014 and Aidan ahead of the game has been speaking to their manager Wayne Quillidan during the week I am joined by Austin Stacks manager Wayne Quillinan. Wayne, thanks for joining us. No problem at all, Aidan. No problem. Uh, you've basically had a month off since the since the semi final victory, a convincing win that day. Has that break given you a chance to reset over the Christmas period, or have you tried to keep the momentum rolling over the past few weeks? Oh, we've definitely tried to keep the momentum, Aidan, because of the fact. Look, these opportunities don't come up, you know, every year. Certainly for us, you know, and while it's there, we've got a grasp of both hands, so we. We absolutely kept the momentum up, but we were very mindful like that we had to have the balance between, you know, the football side of things and life outside football, particularly through the, the Christmas period with, with, with players meeting up with family and friends and all that, you know. Is that something you kind of had experience of, I suppose, from winning the club championship this year and bringing that momentum all the way through to the, the county championship? Yeah, I think, look, in sport, I think winning winning just carries momentum naturally anyway. You know, it's the same for the Bars. You know, when you're winning games, you know, the buy-in from players is a lot is a, is a lot better. You know, that's it. Like, so it, it's, it'll just carry naturally carry that momentum. Obviously, you have, have that little push behind from the management and the players themselves within our group will be driving it themselves, you know. So, yeah, it's something, I mean, and look for during the Christmas period when you have something to look forward to, like next Sunday, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to motivate you anyway. I suppose in today's world, it's far easier to get video analysis on opposition, especially in provincial, I suppose. Um, where you probably wouldn't know the team as well that you're playing. How big a factor is that? Ah, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, every every team, every top team now needs to be. You know, if you're a coach or a manager, you need to be leaving no stone unturned. So no, no more, no more. The bars are doing to us like we've we've done a lot of analysis on them and, and trying to pick areas where we can hurt them the next day. No more so that they'll be doing the exact same thing. But that's it's video analysis now has become a mainstay in your preparation. You need to be doing it if you're if you're doing your job right. You know. I suppose another kind of uh, cog in the wheel is is the the, the journey to the to the game and uh, Torlus. I suppose it's, it's a nice journey. It's a long trip for both both sides. I suppose um, how important is is getting that preparation right so the trip isn't a factor. Yeah, look, I mean, it was last Wednesday. We hadn't we hadn't even given a thought to the venue to be honest with you until last Wednesday till that, that was made and, and we were on the logistics side of things straight away. Do you know, it's just, it's literally getting getting everything to a point. As I said, no stone and turn. So the players, when they cross the white line, are able to put in a performance that they need to hopefully get the result on the day, you know. So, but I mean, whether it's Torless, and I think the bars are the same, whether it's Torless, whether it was Limerick, wherever it was, you're you're going into a Munster Club final, you know, so like you you, you would have literally played it anywhere, you know. Uh, there's a nice blend of, of youth and experience in the squad. You've the likes of Kieran Donahue, who's done it all before, and and then the captain Dylan Casey would have been, I suppose, playing Fela the last time the Rock were, were successful in Munster. That's right, that's right. Um, I think he was thirteen in in two thousand and fourteen. So, yeah, that's that's what we've been looking for. Like, and 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 what's what's happening right now hasn't just happened in a year. You know, I mean, we're at it now three or four years trying to bring those young fellas through and transition them from minors to seniors. And obviously, you have your experienced guys that were there in two thousand and fourteen. And there's a massive mix within the group, you know. But they have really there's a great. Uh, a kind of solid unity and a, a collective drive that and a knowing that this opportunity is, is is huge for us you know and we just want to grasp it with both hands as, as much as we can you know Absolutely well Wayne uh, best of luck and uh, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench No problem Aidan that is um, the uh, Austin Stacks manager, Wayne Quillinan, chatting to Aiden ahead of uh, the big game tomorrow, the Munster final, the Bars and Austin Stacks. Uh, who will be victorious and who will be victorious at Villa Park as well this afternoon in the Premier League because it is half time there now at Villa Park and Tom Ross is there watching for us. 
Aston Villa nil, Manchester United won. Manchester United, the better side over the first half, went ahead early on in the game when goalkeeper Martinez fumbled a shot from Fernandez over the line. Since then, Martinez has made two wonderful saves to deny Greenwood and then Alex Tellez, but a wonderful header by Buendia for Aston Villa from Dean's Cross was brilliantly kept out by Manchester United goalkeeper De Gea. Aston Villa nil, Manchester United won. Yes, yeah, so Bruno Fernandes with that goal for Manchester United. Can they add to their tally and uh, con- get a convincing victory against Villa? God knows Manchester United need it as they look to move up the table. And if they were to get a win there today, it would be very important um, in the battle, really, I suppose, for that uh, fourth place. There's like there's United, there's Spurs, and there's Arsenal and West Ham. Four teams really battling out for that um, fourth place spot. And that would move United just three points off it with a game in hand. So they'd go above Spurs if they win this game game against Villa and only a point behind Arsenal then three points behind West Ham but West Ham do have a game played more than Manchester United and uh, it will be a very very important victory for United in the Premier League if they can hold on and get that victory um, in the second half we'll keep you up to date on that but we're going to stick with Gaelic Games and that Munster final tomorrow uh, we heard from the Bars camp obviously the manager Paul O'Keefe and the captain Ian Maguire we just heard from the Austin Stacks manager Wayne Quillenan as well and now we're going to hear from the Austin Stacks captain Dylan Casey, he's been speaking ahead of the match to Oshin Langan. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by Austin Stacks footballer Dylan Casey ahead of the AIB Munster GA Football Senior Club Championship Final, which takes place at quarter to two in Semple Stadium, Thurles Tipperary, this Sunday, January 16th. And we'll see the Kerry champions take on St. Finbars of Cork with the match live on TG Cahar. This year's AIB Club Championship celebrate hashtag the toughest players in Gaelic games those who keep going and persevere no matter what. Dylan Casey of Austin Stacks, how are you? Not too bad, Oshin, how are you? Is this a game you're looking forward to or are you one of those players who's kind of nervy ahead of games and tries to block it out? What What's your approach to it? No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I wouldn't be one, I suppose, to uh, kind of block out the games. Um, no, I just... The, the idea of playing in a monster final, you can't really... Um, can't really turn down that opportunity and not get excited about it but yeah I'm looking forward to it along with the, the rest of the panel it's been a journey I suppose that many would probably just think that it's been the last eight or I suppose six months that we've been in the middle of games championship games but uh, it's really been the last three or four years building towards this season um, more so probably over lockdown uh, kind of keeping the social aspect and the, the team morale up by doing Zoom sessions Um and yeah I've just been eager to get back out into the field and thankfully we've had a bit of success and the right success I suppose that we've been looking for since 2014 Any player I've spoken to says training on their own over lockdown was really difficult because one they're just not used to it two it's no crack training on your own three you didn't know what you were training for and when you'd get to apply um, the, the, the benefits of this training now, obviously, you've got back, you've played football and you've applied the benefits of your training very well. Is that vindication to you for all that hard work on your own training and working away, despite the fact that at one stage you didn't know when you were going to get to use that training? Yeah, I was fortunate enough that I've a close group of friends that kind of are all involved in the GA circle. And uh, we chose to live above in Cork, I suppose, over the lockdown when we were kind of work or doing college from home. Um, and we kind of, I suppose, set up our own gym above in the house and there was eight of us, so there was no training alone. It was kind of, we were all pushing each other and uh, probably making the most out of it and enjoying it instead of making it more so a a kind of a slog and more so more of a a thing that you had to do to try and get back out into the field. It was kind of enjoyable just to keep going and we didn't have to uh, travel anywhere or do anything or be under pressure with time-wise. It was just at our own pace and do what we wanted. That was very clever. You were all in the one house, so you built a gym and just worked together and, and pushed each other. Was it all stacks lads or was there a few cork lads or lads from all around the place? No, there's there was uh there was all Kerry lads anyway, but um there was only two stacks fellas. Um we played St. Brendan's there in the semi final of the county championship and I was living with three fellas over the last two years that were playing in the St. Brendan's team. So it was kind of I'm actually living with them above in Cork at the moment. Um that two weeks after hearing the the draw was a bit uh 
surreal, I suppose, looking at looking at each other inside in the sitting room eating your dinner or something like that. Uh, yeah, thankfully that two weeks uh, was was short lived, and we managed to get the bragging rights. There was a few slight comments right before the before the game, but uh, to be honest with you, the three fellas that I was living with are involved with Nguyen, and they're in their own intermediate campaign in Munster, so um, they were nearly happy to st- still be involved in football. So we were kind of both on the, I suppose, not so much the happy side, but we were both content with still being involved in football after the game. Now, Austin Stacks have a decent recent history in the AIB Munster Club Football Championship. They've won one in recent years. You were probably a bit young for that. You probably didn't get to play in it, but you did get to experience it as a club person and as a fan. What was that like? What are your memories of it? Yeah, 2014, um, probably my best memories of Stacks growing up, uh, being involved in the parade. Uh, I just saw a few videos there in the last few days of uh, me chanting on uh, some of my heroes, I suppose. Um, it was tough only being 14 at the time and uh, watching them. I didn't really think that I'd get the opportunity to captain Stacks in the next Monster campaign, but um, no, it's been a an incredible journey, um, something that I'm proud of, but hopefully we can uh, make some bit of history again at the weekend and uh, keep driving forward. Talk to me about the, as I'll call them, the Stax Ultras. They're an amazing, you're an amazing club in, in so many ways, but on the day of games, there's a big group of people who march to the matches together and just generate a lot of noise create a lot of atmosphere and you've been part of that talk to me about it where did that come from and, and how does it work to be honest with you I, I don't know where it did come from or where it generated at the very beginning but uh, it's just a massive tradition in, in our club that um, you're nearly creating a 16th man um, I said it after the county final that we've the best set of supporters in the land and I don't think like the only thing I can compare it with is watching uh, Celtic fans or Liverpool fans, United fans on the on the television, they're they're really up to that level. Um, I've never played in such a kind of an intense um, atmosphere than the county final. It was it was nearly like I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was as if there was eighty thousand people inside in Stacks Park that day. But um, no, they they enjoy it. They create a lot of memories. They they really do get behind us when needed. Um, very you could probably you could probably say that it was very easy for them to to nearly give up on this group um back in i don't know what year it was two or three years ago uh, against nemo and parky rain when they were up watching us um a lot of the same caliber of players same group um getting i suppose a, a fine beating from uh Cork opposition but no, it's, they've been very good to stick with us and thankfully we've probably repaid them in the last six weeks, eight weeks. I think a lot of us appreciate it and I think they know as well that we appreciate it. Um, some of the work that goes on behind the scenes just to make sure that everyone's involved and that we're kind of, we know that they're in the background. Um, we appreciate it. It's It probably goes unnoticed what the work some of them do like behind the scenes. I, I noticed some of them before the county final went and put stacks flags and all the graves here in Tralee, um, even just marks, remarks like that are just kind of some like keeping everyone in the loop and kind of bringing the community and the, the stacks tradition, keeping it alive. And uh, it's something that we can definitely bring forward and something that's been engraved in our academies and stuff like that here in Tralee. Talk to me about uh, Sunday's game. What kind of match are you expecting? Another tense championship game. All champion. I've never played in an, an easy championship game. Um, they all pose their own difficulties. Um, Finn Bears are a great side. Like they've, it takes a good team to get out of Cork. Um, I played. I was actually lucky, fortunate enough to play in the Cork Championship this year with my own college, um, and unfortunately lost to Duhallow in the divisional side of it. But no, they've been they've been a, a good side. Um, they've been knocking on the door the last few years. They won won only a few years back, and I remember watching them against um, Dr. Crooks that same same phase during Munster. Um, they've like I said, they've been in a common team. They've a lot of good players, and yeah, another um, intense battle ahead of us at the weekend. The game is on in Turles now. You as a player have nothing to do with deciding venues or anything like that, so. We don't have to discuss that, but what we will talk about is is the venue. Does the venue 
count for something is playing in Thurlis different and does it kind of have an effect on things as compared to maybe playing the game if if it was in Tralee or Killarney or in Porky Quiver or Porky Rain it, what effect does Thurlis have on the game itself I wouldn't say that there's a, a massive effect on venue regardless obviously it's, it's it's a massive advantage if anyone played at home or isn't well played in their own hometown um, but no it's it's to be honest, venue doesn't even come into consideration with our own group. We kind of left that white noise behind us, um, start to Christmas, and just made sure that we were getting the bodies right, staying away, well, enjoying Christmas, but staying away from um, all COVID side of the things and making sure we kept our bodies all right, um, get back in training, and hopefully put a performance together that we can go on and unleash someday. Has anyone who is in the previous group that won Munster? Kieran Donny, for example, talk to you about what winning Munster would mean, or are you all kind of left up to your own devices to to motivate yourselves and to prepare the way you would prepare for any normal game? No, there's there has been obviously that that talk over the last. It hasn't, to be honest, hasn't even been over the last um, three or four weeks since the the semi final. It really happened, I'd say, two days after the county final, where we were like, lads, we've a, a massive opportunity here. It's a proud county it's not often you get out of Kerry as county champions and obviously 2014 was the last time so it was important that we kind of parked that championship there and then uh, moved on to the next competition which was Munster and uh, put in it as much or as good a performance as we could against Newcastle West and obviously Sunday is is our next um, aim. What would it mean to you to win a provincial title with your club or have you allowed yourself to think about that? Obviously, any, winning anything with a club, with, with my own club, is is a massive honour. But um, obviously, a provincial title, something that the club aren't used of, and they don't come around often. Like I said already, there's this is our third monster final in a hundred plus years of tradition. So it's something that doesn't come around that, that often, and something that would be a massive achievement for us as a group, but it's more so just to make sure that we perform in the day and that we put out our best performance and uh, enjoy the moment, I suppose. It's something new for all of us and uh, it's just another game of football. Okay, well, Dylan, you're a very busy man. You've got the AIB Munster Club football final coming up this Sunday uh, with Austin Stacks. You're up against St. Finbar's, of course. The game is live on TG Carr. You've got uh, Sigerson Cup football to look forward to, hopefully, with UCC. And, of course, you'll be involved with Kerry this season as well. But, look, your primary focus at the moment is on the club. So we let you off to uh, get yourself ready because it's getting closer to the game. Dylan Casey, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Oshin. Thank you. Yeah, Oshin Langan there chatting to uh, Austin Stacks captain Dylan Casey ahead of that big monster final tomorrow. St. Finbars versus Austin Stacks and Thurlis 145 throwing. Uh, just underway in the second half now in the Premier League as well. It is Manchester United still leading Aston Villa. Bruno Fernandes with that goal. Manchester United won Aston Villa nil. As we said earlier on in the big game of the day in the Premier League, Manchester City with a big 1-0 win over Chelsea. And that 1-0 win will uh, extend their lead at the top of the table. And it looks like Man City are pulling ahead of everyone now and uh, could go on and most likely will go on unfortunately uh, for if you're a fan of any other team um, to win the, another Premier League title we had a one-all draw in the relegation battle between Newcastle and Watford Norwich got an important 2-1 win over Everton Wolves beat Southampton 3-1 and as we said Manchester United leading Aston Villa by a goal to nil as well on the way, more Gaelic games for you in just a few minutes. Also, we're going to hear from Cor- uh, former Cork City defender Sean McLaughlin. He's now uh, applying his trade at Hull City in the over, in the, over in the UK, so we'll hear from him as well. All that, plenty more to come here on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM between now and 7 o'clock. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock this evening as we wrap up uh, what is a, a busy weekend of sport and a busy Saturday of sport. Um, still 1-0 to Manchester United against Aston Villa in the Premier League. That Bruno Fernandes goal. It's 51 minutes gone on the clock there now at Phillip Park. So we'll keep an eye on how that goes for you as well. Uh, Novak Djokovic is in court tonight as well. An Australian court will decide Novak Djokovic's fate and uh, he'll hear his appeal a judge will hear his appeal at least against um, against his deportation from Australia basically for not being vaccinated and uh, they, they want him out and the general public in Australia want him out they're saying
saying it's not acceptable and uh, his chances of winning a record 21 Grand Slams now hinge on that imminent decision by the court in Australia the federal court will hear his appeal after the government cancelled his visa for the second time uh, they're saying it's on the ground of public interest and um, the government say that uh, the Serbian player who has not been vaccinated for COVID-19 is a threat to public health and uh, his defence then say the grounds given are invalid and illogical so um, uh, I think the Australian public will be quite happy to see the back of Novak Djokovic if he is indeed booted out and the court doesn't overturn that decision later on tonight that is in court at about 10.30 Irish time tonight so we should have a decision on whether or not Novak Djokovic will stay in Australia or will he be deported and whether or not he'll play in the Australian Open um, sometime before we fall asleep later on tonight. Now we're going to return our attentions again to Gaelic Games and uh, disappointing day for Clonic Kilty Community College in the uh, Kernivory today. Uh, Jeremy McCarthy was down at that game for us. They were beaten quite comprehensively by Tralee. Uh, 4-13 to 1-8 the final score. So as I said, a very disappointing day really for uh, for Clonic Kilty uh, Community College there. And uh, that means that Tralee CBS qualified for the last four of the Carnivore Under-19 A Championship following that comprehensive victory today at uh, Dr. Croke's GA ground down in Killarney. And Jeremy McCarthy was there for us. He was talking to Clonic Kilty boss Dermot O'Donovan after. Uh, Dermot O'Donovan, disappointment for Clannacilty uh, CC losing out to a very strong um, Trinity CBS this afternoon. Was that goal immediately after half time a killer fee because you were still well in the game at that stage? But when they got that goal, they moved like seven points ahead. Yeah, that was definitely the killer. I think just after after half time, like it's always no matter what game we're playing, a goal after half time is going to knock the stuffing out of you. So um, I suppose we were in here at half time. We were four points on. We were happy enough how we played, and we said throw shackles off. There was no pressure on us, and unfortunately, I suppose we just get hit with a soccer, uh, soccer punch just straight away after half time so like, I suppose that took the, the, the window of the sails smaller than like it is no matter what you're playing it's hard to come back after that but look they're a great bunch of lads they tried hard they, they, they never put the heads down so um, look, we've no complaints we were beaten by a better team too as well to be fair well, it's very gracious of you but that Jordan Kassan performance I mean we don't like to go individual players but from their, from Trulis' point of view he was outstanding he scored 1-7 and he played really well yeah yeah he was outstanding they, 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 you know, they, they had big players all over the pitch and we knew that coming down like we had a we had a homework done on them we knew we, we, we probably changed our team a little bit to, to try and nullify your attack but look, he's, he's, he's an exceptional talent and I'm sure we'll hear plenty of him in the future Lots of talented players on the Clannacilty side as well and this campaign although disappointing that it's ended at the quarter final stage will it bring them on big time? Absolutely yeah, yeah. look there's, there's a lot of lads there that are still in, in, there'll be a couple of fourth years playing a couple of fifth years that will be available again next year um, I suppose we still have Simcox Cup to play as well in the Cox so we, we'll be focusing on that as well we're playing I think Patrician Academy in Mallow in the first round so look, we, we still have something to play for look it is disappointing but I suppose we look realistically we knew we were going to be up against it against CBS against Trini they're a very very strong team they're the holders of the competition um, and I suppose look it, it, it is what it is now at this stage we're going to focus we, we, they're a great bunch of as I said they, they're very enthusiastic and, and they, they want nothing more than to go on and win the Simcox Cup because look they, all of those as in even start they want to win something for their school and, and they, a lot of them have won an under 16A championship in the, in the school and they want to finish off their, their time in school with, with a, a, a senior championship as well so look we have something to look forward to still at the same time all the best thanks man thanks sir cheers Clannacilty CC boss Dermot O'Donovan chatting to um, Jeremy McCarthy after that game today down in Killarney Tralee CBS were victorious there obviously big scoreline 4-13 to 1-8 in the Carnivore and uh, Ger was very briefly speaking to uh, Tim McMahon the Tralee CBS boss as well uh, Tim McMahon uh, a very very comprehensive win for you and a very very good second half performance from Tralee CBS today he must be delighted to get into the semi-finals of the Carnivore yeah we're delighted I mean it's the next another step on, on the road obviously look we set out at the start of the year to try and win the Carnivore and we're into the quarter we're into the quarterfinal today and expected a, 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 a tough game against Inclanicilty and that's what we got in the first half. Thankfully we've come through it um, and we're happy enough with the lads obviously things to, obviously there's things to work on. But we're in the semi final where we exactly want to be. Your ability to get goals uh, against a very tight mark in defence was a real difference as well today and you took those opportunities when they came. Yeah we've a lot of power we've a lot of power down the centre of the pitch and you know, all fellas who can break break tackles and come through. But look we're, we're, we're concentrating on the on the team, you know fellas moving the ball around and shifting the ball around people in, in the right position and getting getting them in the right positions and, and, and hopefully get a couple of goals we don't set out specifically to get goals but look if, if they're there obviously they're worth more than the points and we're happy enough to take them um, it was a good test today as you said in the first half it was still very tight you got a goal immediately after the restart and that seemed to settle you down 
down um, and you kicked on from there yeah we got a goal I mean it was, it was, it was, you know, at the start of the game we were 1-5 to a point up looking very good and then the clan of Kilty they came back with a good a good, a good rally and, and came back and went in two points so we went in at half time four points four points ahead and then got the goal after half time which you know it, it settled us you know we, we didn't concede any score in the third quarter and then you know, we were out the gap then at that stage on the three quarter mark I just finally looking ahead to the semi-finals you don't know who you're playing at this, at this moment as we speak but that performance was standing today yeah because we only had one match uh, in the in the Carnivore up to now so we obviously had, had a few games in the Sullivan Cup but uh, we only won Carnivore game so we're happy enough to get another another game under our belt and uh, only going out to the semi-final well the very best of luck to you and hope you do well thanks a million yeah, that's truly CBS manager Tim McMahon chatting to uh, Jeremy McCarthy after the victory over Clonic Hill CCC uh, 4-13-1-8 today. Now, um, will it be a victory for Manchester United in the Premier League? Still um, 1-0 there in that game. 57 minutes on the clock now and United still leading Villa by a goal to nil. Uh, it's with football we stay now for the next uh, few minutes and uh, former Cork City defender Sean McLaughlin, he picked up the Player of the Month award over in the UK with Hull City for December 2021 and the Corkman uh, played 120 minutes in Hull's narrow FA Cup defeat in extra time to Everton last Sunday and uh, he was speaking to the press on Friday ahead of their big game against Stoke this weekend Sean McLaughlin and Aidan was there to ask him about life at Hull City and how he's getting on uh, hi Sean, uh, in here from Red FM in Cork. Um, how, how's things? I spoke to you early in, in 2020, it was before the pandemic. Uh, you were very much still the new kid at that stage at Hull. You'd been to Scotland and back and two years on now, um, how much have you settled and uh, how important has that been in your recent performances? Yeah, I think I'm like fully settled here now in Hull. I have my girlfriend over living with me. We, we like where we're living. I think those kind of things off the pitch are important. Um you know, for your performances on the pitch. So, yeah, it, it has took a while to um, get into the team. Um, but, yeah, I think it's all coming together for me now. You know, I moved over from Ireland to play football, like, make no bones about that. Like, and things obviously aren't as simple um, in this job. So, I think now that I'm, I'm in the team, everything's come together and just gives you a, a hunger and desire to push on and, you know, stay at that level, really. So, Hopefully, you know, for the rest of the season, I can. Do you still keep in touch with many back in Cork? I know the City squad has, has changed quite a lot. It's basically a whole different squad since he left. But uh, do you still keep in touch with a lot of people from around the club? I do, to be fair. Yeah, I do keep in touch with the lads. Um, Conor McCarthy would be one now. He's playing up in Scotland. I, I, you know, talk to him, you know, probably every week. So it's nice that um, obviously that was the first club that I came through and, was the first club that I was at professionally and you know you got a great bond with those lads especially because we were, we were you know up challenging for the league and the cup and stuff like that so definitely chat to a few of them still and um, yeah it's just good to good to talk to, to talk to lads from home or you know over in England playing as well definitely Thanks very much Sean Thanks bud uh, Can I just ask you in terms of the, the step up to England is one of the, the biggest issues the competition for places that you know, you, you mentioned there, maybe you took it. You took it longer than you might have hoped. Uh, obviously, there's a gap in level, but also if you do have a, a bit of a loss of form, then it's quite difficult to get back in. Yeah, exactly. And you know, coming from Ireland over, you know, when we signed, when I signed for Holloway in the Championship, it obviously is a massive step up. And I don't think I thought that I'd just be getting in the team straight away. You know, I did. I do believe that I had the ability at the time, but it was one of those ones where you have to kind of like. Um, get up to pace and obviously when I went on loan and stuff you know it went really well came back and got a few games but as I was saying about the league one season you know we won the league the team was winning each week when I wasn't in the team you know you can't really complain when you're you're not getting brought in so yeah I think um, now I'm kind of showing that I am at the level it, it has took um, longer than expected you know you'd like to you like to play every game and no, no player likes to be um likes to be not involved and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I think I'm proving now that I, I am good enough. And But I think there is more to come from me, really. I hope that I can go up to the a next level, you know, in the next couple of games. And are you a little unfortunate, Ireland-wise, in that centre-half is probably your best position? Like if I'm Obama, Daly, Collins, O'Shea, three young players, not to mention Duffy and Egan. Yeah, exactly. We, we do have some um, brilliant players in that position. But as I was saying about Stephen Kenny, he's, he's not afraid to give people a chance, you know. And if... You know, if I find myself having played 25 games consecutive, consecutively in the championship, I'm sure he, I will be on his radar, you know, and 
but that's down to me at the end of the day. You know, you're not really focused on who's your competition in the international setup and stuff like that. You just have to, you know, make sure that you stay in the team, stay playing well, and those things kind of will happen naturally. So, yeah, it's it's down to me really. Yeah. And you mentioned Jamie McGrath having played him in the 21s and obviously during your loan spell as well. And the way he's kind of kicked on and looked comfortable at that level, is that a sign of how quickly things can change? Because maybe he hadn't been spoken about in terms of the international squad for too long before he got in. Yeah, exactly. And another one is uh, Chidoze Ubena as well. You know, he was at Cork City. I just missed him at Cork City, but he was there at a similar time. And it just, it's just credit to the manager to give those players a chance because Jamie, for example, he's playing week in, week out in the Scottish Premiership, doing well, scoring a lot of goals. And, you know, maybe previous managers may have overlooked that because he's playing up in Scotland. But I think it just shows um, what the manager is about brought Jamie in. And he was obviously vital for the last couple of games that Ireland have played, put in some unbelievable performances. And, you know, when you kind of look at those players getting brought in, it kind of gives you a bit of um, bit of hope that you can be the next person to break through. And finally, for me, you mentioned uh, Cliffy earlier on. He's obviously kind of well-liked, well-respected, very experienced defender himself. How key has he been in your development since you joined the club? Yeah, he has, to be fair. And to have another Irish man over in the club is obviously a help too. So him being a defender, um, as I said, he does a lot of work with us, watching clips and stuff like that. And um, after training, just doing little little bits extra. So I think to have him around is um, a bit of experience, a bit of knowledge and stuff. It's definitely... Um, you know, someone that we can all learn, learn from. Let me start with talking about the performance last week uh, against Everton. Obviously, you lost the game, but uh, what has that performance done for the players? Well, we've obviously took massive confidence from, you know, the performance we've came up against, you know, a top Premier League side with a lot of, you know, great quality Premier League players, international. So to, to go toe-to-toe really, and, you know, we think we were the better team, you know, looking back at it. So, on another day we could have won you know so we, we can only take confidence from that performance going into the league on Sunday How did last Sunday feel to you then when you reflected on that performance but coming out on the wrong side of the results Yeah you know it's one of those ones where you know you have to you know watch back the game to dissect your own game and as a team as well and just try to take the positives and learn from the negatives really you know over the last you know 8 to 10 games we have put in some very good performances and even though the results haven't gone our way in, in some of those games, you have to just um, you have to learn from it and move on. And hopefully, the next game will be better. And obviously, the next chance for us to do that is against Stoke on Sunday. You made a lot of people proud with your performance last weekend. But um, what was it like to play in that game? Yeah, it was a great game to be involved in. Obviously, they're the ones as a player that you want to play and testing yourself against top opposition. You know, and we went. You know, see the the crowd came out in their numbers in the stadium. The atmosphere was electric. So. They're the ones you want to play in and, you know, you have to rise to the challenge really and prove that um, that you should be at that level. So it is definitely brilliant to be involved in those games. Those kind of matches, I would imagine, take care of themselves when you have to get up for a game like that before the TV cameras. But what about this game against Stoke? Do you need to get yourself up for this one again? No, not at all. It's obviously another one where we're coming up against the top team. You know, they're up in the top half of the division. So live on Sky, early kickoff. It's one that, you know, everyone in the squad, they want to play. And, you know, that's been shown in training this week. That is former Cork City defender Sean McLaughlin. He plays against Stoke in that big, big game tomorrow for Hull City. And he won their Player of the Month as well, of course, as we heard uh, last month. And he was chatting to Aidan there at the start and then some of the other press as well. So uh, we wish him the best of luck and continued success to Sean McLaughlin. Uh, always good to see a Cork lad do well. Um, it's always good to see Manchester United do well as well. And I know Stevie G was on the way next would agree with me on that. And uh, 65 minutes on the clock. So far, so good. But uh, it's, it's like the other night. It's tight. Uh, Villa just nearly scored a few minutes ago. I think as well and um, it is Manchester United 1 Villa nil still there Bruno Fernandes with that goal so we'll see how that plays out but that is it from us for this evening I'm back with you tomorrow morning on the 10 to 2 show from 10am and Rory's here on the bench from 6 to uh, tomorrow evening as well but in the meantime as I said Stevie G is on the way The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM The very first customer that we had in the business is Pat and Superman